everybody. Welcome back to Cruise Control. It is January 19th, 2023. Thank you for coming here again tonight to Cruise Control, the home of entertainment news. I am your host, Brian Cruz. Thank you for joining me here again. And with me tonight is Miss Sabrina Vittori. Welcome back to the program, Sabrina. We missed you last night. Hi, I missed you guys too. Sorry, work called and I had to answer. <laughs> yeah, that, that works sometimes, right? You got to just do what they want. <laughs> uh, but thank you for coming back here. Really happy to have you back. As always, Sabrina's here all the time. Everybody knows. So everybody say hi in the comments. Welcome back to Sabrina. <laughs> Hi, and joining everyone. us for and joining us for the very first time here on Cruise Control is Miss Lynn Wojahusky. Lynn, welcome to the program. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> I'm excited to be here. <laughs> We're excited to have you. Uh if you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself, Lynn, uh feel free, whatever you got. Whatever <laughs> Throw I got. it out okay. there. Have some fun. <laughs> All right. So um things about me that are fun. So I um What's fun about me? I have lived in nine different states, including out in LA. So my my like Hollywood experience was I did background um, acting, and then I also did a bunch of charity fundraising and met a bunch of celebrities that way. But I have a lot of weird celebrity connections from like random places. Like both my best friends growing up, their dads were both really famous people. And then like I went to space camp and it was when they were filming Apollo 13. So like I got to see like Tom Hanks and everybody in that movie and it was like crazy. So, um, and now I do training and like program development, um, for a oh. virtual company. Yes. What? I didn't know that. You didn't that's know that? Really oh, yeah, cool. that's what I do. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been doing that for? Okay, so I actually was in a different department that got collapsed, but they liked me. There was it was it was kind of sad. There were like fifty six people, and only six of us got saved. So, um, but what's yeah? So I got moved over to this other department, but it's like oh my god, it's like my perfect. It's it's like my dream job. It's like the right mix of, you know, problems to solve and people to talk to. I guess be. A little bit bossy and then also encouraging, which is always fun. So, yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well, thank you for being here. Really appreciate it, Lynn. I'm really happy to see you. It's been a long time. I've known Lynn for a very, very long time, but it's been a number of years and a pandemic. A lot has happened since I've seen her. So, it's great to see your face again. And oh my gosh. I, I thank yeah. you again. <laughs> it's been like a decade and you haven't aged. I'm super jelly. I don't know, I don't know about that. <laughs> Age a little bit, you know how it goes. <laughs> but anyways, everybody, we're gonna get right into the news. There's a lot to talk about. So here we go. It's time for some breaking news. All right, all right, here we go. So the first thing I want to get into tonight is about only murders in the building. Now, if you've been watching this show at all, they've done a couple seasons. You got some great talent on there. I mean, you got Steve Martin, you got Martin Short, you got now apparently Meryl Streep's coming in. And it's one of those things where they just keep adding people, I think. I think they're having a great time. They're friends making this great comedy show. Selena Gomez is awesome. And all, all the three whole the whole trio are amazing on this show. They're really fun. And Meryl's on. And also Paul Rudd is on this season. Coming from not Paul Rudd right here, Brian Cruz. Uh, so, <laughs> but it's going to be really fun. Selena Gomez put a little a little video out to kind of tease a new season coming up. And this is what she posted. Hey, guys. We're on set. Hey. What are we shooting? Oh, hi there. Season three. Right, the gang uh, is back. Hello. Yay. Could this honestly get any better? Uh, uh, oh, wait. Uh, well, I do think that it could get a little bit better. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? <laughs> Steve, do you want to Oh, yeah, oh, please. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Marty, anything you need? Uh, just the tea that I had asked for a half an hour ago. I'm okay. Thank you, ma'am. You're mm -hmm. sweet. That's a really fun video. You know, she's just having fun. They're showing everybody, and it's like, oh, who else is going to be on the show? Oh, who's going to be on the show? And then the little joke with him about or with Meryl about the, the tea, which is pretty fun, but, but only murders in the building. I've been watching this show. I know Sabrina's watched this show. It's fun. It's, it's a whodunit and the twists and the turns are always great. And you never really know who is the person until the very end. Um, let's start off with Sabrina right now. Sabrina, you watch this show. Does this make you more excited for season three? And what do you think about this little teaser? I mean, of course, they're on set just having a good time shooting something, but. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's super cute and it shows how much fun they have and how well they get along with each other, which I, I think is really nice because a lot of times you don't really have that with, you know, a cast on a show, especially after two seasons. Usually um, there are some hiccups somewhere, but they seem to all get along really, really well. And I'm really looking forward to it. I'm a big fan of Paul Rudd. And uh, if you're not a fan of Meryl Streep, I don't think I could ever speak to you again. Like, it's insane. She's, like, one of the most right? wonderful <laughs> actresses, talented humans in the world. Like, I can't, it's like, if you don't like bacon, I don't like you. It's the same thing with Meryl Streep. You know what I'm saying? She's amazing. And uh, ironically, like, uh, Selena Gomez did an interview with Vogue, like, last year. And they were like... You know, if you could get anyone for uh, season three, who would you want? And she said that she would reach for the biggest stars of all. Um, probably Meryl Streep or somebody like that is what she said. So oh, she right. got it. She did it. I have to give her some props. She you we know how this it. happened. Yeah. We know how this happened. But the question is, is she going to be someone that's maybe a suspect? Or is she going to be someone that's going to be maybe she gets murdered? I know Paul Rudd gets murdered because, spoiler alert, if you watch season yeah. two, he gets murdered at the very end. So... Uh, you didn't say you had a guest spot. Oh, yeah. Guest spots here. Lynn, I want to go to Lynn for this. Lynn. <laughs> Lynn, uh, have you watched, have you watched this show yes. at all? Yes. Yeah. Are oh you my excited gosh. about the new it. talent coming in? I am super psyched. I was really, I, I, so I got to back up though, because I did know who the killer was in the fourth episode of the first season, but oh. I had no idea in the second season. I was so happy. But like that's like my thing is that by the fourth or fifth episode of shows like that, like I will usually figure out who it is, and I'm like, and I'm right. But I was not right, and I had no idea. In season two, I was like, I don't know, it could be anybody. Um, <laughs> so I was really excited about that that they tricked me, and then it was like bonus. Here's like Paul Rudd, and they're like, and me's on the stage, and then he dies, and it's like, oh god, you poor guys. <laughs> and then like bonus, like what? I I wonder what Meryl Streep, who Meryl Streep is going to be playing in this too. Like, is she going to be? Yep, she could be the murderer, or she could just be like the new, you know, top floor tenant in the building. Because I feel like they trade that out every year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, may Good call. Maybe she moves into uh, what's her name? Was it Gertie? Was her name the one with the, with the bird? Uh, maybe she moves into her apartment, <laughs> you know, and maybe the bird become maybe they just leave the bird there, and the bird's just there in the cage, and she comes to this new apartment, and then she's pissed off. She's trying to find out where the bird went. <laughs> who, who put this bird <laughs> in my apartment? <laughs> you know. There could be a lot of fun ways they go with it. The show has a lot of fun. And, and you know, Steve Martin said this is his uh, his last acting job, too. So I hope it keeps going for a long time because he said he's going to retire when this is done, which I think is very important or unfortunate. I don't think actors should actually do that. We've talked about in the show about that before, about how you should never really retire. I mean, just step away if you're going to step away. And if a good role comes forward, jump in and do it just like this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it, it, I think it could be fun. Sabrina, do you have any ideas? What do you think Meryl Streep could be playing? Do you think there's a murderer or do you think maybe just another new person moving into the building i i feel like it would be too on the nose if she was the murderer you know because she's coming on she's like the new person i know um you know like they had amy schumer last year like they do these like you know guest appearances by like you know fairly famous people but i mean she, meryl streep is like through the roof i think they could probably get away with it because it's meryl streep but I feel like people are going to be suspicious of that right away. And I feel like that they like a little bit more of a mystery. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think, I don't think she's going to be, uh, I don't think she's going to be the murderer. Maybe she's involved with that play that Paul Rudd was in when he died. You know Could what I mean? Be. Oh, something she's like, like the director or something. Or maybe she's actually, maybe she's playing herself. <laughs> maybe she's actually in the play. Yes. Maybe something like that. I don't know. Has Meryl Streep ever played herself in anything? I don't know if I've ever seen Meryl Streep being Meryl Streep. So. Would that be like the pinnacle of her acting career? I, I think so. <laughs> like, I'm I think so that's, that's just going by deep. myself. <laughs> right? She can do her own That's going super pick. deep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd be down for that. I think it's going to be fun to see her working with all of them. And then it's, it's a new dynamic, you know? Mm -hmm. And the fact that Paul Rudd's back is great. Hopefully it's not just like a recap and he's dead and that's it. Maybe hopefully there's a bunch of scenes where they kind of lead up to like how this well, happened. Maybe flashback. like before there, hopefully they got it. Cause there was, there was beef. It ended yeah, with beef. A, yeah. And we got to know <laughs> where's the beef. Yeah. Where's the beef? That's like the question. Season, where is the there beef? Was <laughs> <laughs> there was flashbacks with uh, Ted Kono in the first season. Like at like they showed That's that true. the bassoonist uh, who actually was the killer, which was shocking to me. I cannot believe you figured that out. Props to you, girl, because that was I. I was like, I mean, I figured it out, but not in the fourth episode. I was like, oh my god, like it was like mind blown. I can't believe you figured it out. Very impressed with you, Lynn. 
Um, <laughs> weird. But like they had flashbacks with him and they had flashbacks with Bunny last season. So I feel like, you know, Paul Rudd's going to be in it in like, you know, little mm-hmm. instances of people he had, you know, problems with and stuff so that we can kind of see uh, the story of, of, of what went down with everybody that they can accuse, basically. Bunny, I said Gertie. I'm like, I knew, I knew Gertie wasn't right. Gertie, Gertie, Gertie. I thought sense. Gertie might have been the bird's name. I don't know. I, was like, right. I, I wasn't sure. Where is the beef, anonymous commenter? Where is the beef? <laughs> but it could be a really fun. You know, adding this new element, always adding new casts. Hopefully, it does as well as the previous seasons, and they keep going for a while because it's just a fun show. If you haven't watched it, you should check it out. It's on Hulu. It's really easy to go back and watch. They go really fast these half-hour episodes. You'll be through a season before you know it. And of course, we're talking about it's fun. It's also about podcasts. Kind of funny. Here we go. Oh, yeah, talking about podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> Let's let's solve a murder tonight too. That'd be fun. I know, right? <laughs> we'll have to do some oh, murder stuff gosh. later. <laughs> we actually will. We we may be we talking might. about a murder <laughs> later on. <laughs> but the question is for you out there: What do you think about this? Do you like only murders in the building? Are you excited about a new season? Are you excited about Meryl Streep joining the cast? Leave us some comments and let us know because we love to hear from you. Come on, comment. Let's do it. And we're going to move on to our next subject, though, because, of course, we got a lot to talk about. As Lynn said, we have a murder to eventually get to. So here we go. We're going to move on. <laughs> horrible, Brian. Uh, we're going to talk about murder. yellow jackets. <laughs> Hor- horrible. Horrible. Uh, we're going to talk about yellow jackets now. So if you watch the first season, yellow jackets, a very popular show on Showtime. And now they're coming back with a season two. It's actually coming out. When? March 26th. That's right. And the new trailer just came out. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, you should. I mean, it's debuting uh, yeah, Sunday, March 26th at 9 p.m. And, you know, coming back, I watched the trailer. And I didn't, you know, I, I saw parts of this. I didn't watch the whole season. I know Sabrina did. And she, like, really was, like, riveted by it. She really liked it. Right, Sabrina? Yeah, I and, and And, and like, it, it's made me want to, like, go to. But I wasn't, again, it's one of those shows where I'm, like, I didn't watch right off the bat. And then I'm like, well, is it going to come back for another season? Is it worth sitting down and doing? And Sabrina's been trying to tell me to do it for a while to watch it. So I think I have to. Christina Ricci's awesome. And what I saw with her was great. In the trailer, her scenes were amazing. And then uh, randomly, like Elijah Wood pops up. And I'm like, is he in the first season? Is, is no. he? I didn't no. think so. I'm like, Frodo, I found you. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you went. <laughs> <laughs> this is the West. Uh, but uh, Lynn, so have you watched Yellow uh, Yellow Jackets? Uh, or, or do you know anything about it? Or did you watch the trailer? Okay, so I had not watched or really heard of the show, which is weird because I am so addicted to television. It's like, I'm just going to admit like, it's a hobby. Like binge watching is amazing. Um, especially during the COVID, best. right? So, um, but I did in preparation for tonight, I went and watched the trailer and was reading the um, the descriptions of this. And I was like, oh my God, how have I not heard of this? This is like, I think it was described as a, a survival epic. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, that. And then psychological horror. And I was like, uh-huh, yep. that again. And then coming of age stories. And I'm like, oh, all the things together in one place. And I've been missing like, a show like that. So I can't believe that I haven't heard of it. And like, now I'm getting showtime because this is happening. And like you <laughs> said, Christina reaching Elijah Wood, like, Oh my gosh. I feel like I was like so in love with both of them when I was like a kid, you know what I mean? <laughs> They're just like adorable people. And, um, I don't think they've ever, as far as I know, they've never been in a, in a movie together, which is crazy. Cause they're like, they're about the same age. So yeah. yeah, I'm kind of surprised they haven't been. But when he just popped up in that one scene in the car, I'm like, oh, here we go. And and some of it, I can tell the flashback stuff looks good. The snow effects with the, the plane looked really cool. And, and like just the cast around, they, they, they all look great in this. And just a little bit I watched before was kind of mysterious about what happened. You're going to the real world. You're going to the flashbacks of their past. Sabrina, you watched all of this. Uh, and I know you really enjoyed the first season. What do you think about the new trailer? And are you, does it make you more excited for season two? Um, I mean, obviously, as with every trailer, <clears throat> especially the first look of it, it's like little tiny cuts of everything. So you really can't see what's going on. It's just building up tension, which, you know, I kudos to you for it. But it literally gave nothing away, um, at the except for Elijah Wood. That was the only thing that they gave away. And Christina Ricci is like kind of like a citizen detective. 
And so I read that he was also a citizen detective. Like, so I think they're coming together, the two of them. Um, I don't know if there's, she's kind of also hard up in the show. She's always trying to get someone to date her. She's very lonely. She has like 52 cats. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just said that. Hey, what's wrong with 52 cats, huh? She really doesn't have cats. She has a bird. Um, uh, we may have a lot of cat fans weird, out there right now shaking the their head at you, Sabrina. Person. Very disappointed She was weird now. when she was little. I just, you know, people say crazy cat lady. It was a joke. I'm sorry. It was a bad joke. Sorry. I'm just kidding. Um, I, was, I wanted to watch it to watch. Like, I wanted to see, like, oh, can we learn all their names? I want to see all yeah, right. Cats, Ginger, like, right. polka dot, bubbly. Mm-hmm. Let's go for it. Okay, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that, that's like, like in the Sandman finale, the place of a thousand cats or whatever. Remember the yeah. episode of that? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I feel like it's gonna be amazing. The the cast in uh like the, the way that it is is like they were girls, they were like stars on a soccer team. So there's like a whole different cast for the younger selves and then the older selves. And like they like they're equally as strong, the 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 set of actors. Like so the the girls who the play the high school girls are amazing, as are the adults, you know, playing them afterwards. And they just give you like just enough for you to want more. And you're like, what is going on? There's like a lot of mystery. It's a lot of crazy. There's like a little bit of a supernatural vibe happening also. Um, and the apparently the uh, entertainment president of Showtime said that there was a lot of questions that were going to be answered about who's still alive. So I'm super jazzed about that uh. because we know that only a certain amount of them are alive. So that means like there's going to be some more people showing up that are alive. I know at the end there was one girl who I'm fairly certain is alive, but Lauren Ambrose is coming to the cast. And so... There's a girl that matched her, at, uh, you know, younger. Um, so I think maybe she's a survivor as well. Like, I'm really excited to see where it goes. I'm, I'm jazzed. I think it's going to be amazing. First season was amazing. If you haven't watched it, you should absolutely check it out. And GR, kinda... thank you for giving me a shout out. He said it was too much testosterone with all y'all boys yesterday. So we're bringing the estrogen <laughs> today, GR. We're going the opposite <laughs> direction here. <laughs> uh, the good thing that, that looks kind of cool about this whole thing is the fact that it seems like it's kind of like lost in a way, but it's like lost if they would have actually had like going into the future and they actually got off the island. So that's kind of fun because it seems kind of like that kind of mystery, like what happened to them, which kind of makes me more attracted to the show than I was before. So I'm going to check it out now. Seeing this it's trailer really it makes me more excited about it. Um, so yeah, I think we should we should binge it. Everybody, you should need to watch it. Check it out. Yes. You know, do it now. Do it wow. now. It's also <laughs> fun fact. It has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. By the way, are you serious? Which is like unheard of. It has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's Showtime's second most streamed show ever. Well, what's I wonder oh, their first accolades. is. Is Dexter number one? I'm I, either Dexter or Homeland. I'm guessing. Yeah, Homeland's pretty great too. So but I feel like Dexter was such a big hit for Showtime Probably. that it could be oh, number gosh, yeah. one. You know? Again, also in the, the the vein of uh people, you know, killing people in mystery and murder and murder true. and murder. Very true. Murder and murder. <laughs> today's, and murder. Today's, we, today's, we theme murder. today's theme is <laughs> murder. This should be called the murder <laughs> show. That's what it should be called today. The murder show. Sabrina, and you'll know more anyone... about that. <laughs> Sorry. I need to know. Sabrina, is anybody murdered in season one of Yellow Jackets? Oh, that's a good question. Um, mm-hmm. Ish. Ish. Oh. Ish. It's just Ish. a hint of murder. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's but a... not in the way that you would think. Like, okay. it's not like, it's it's not, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to give it away. There, People die. Yeah. I will say that. People die. Okay. <laughs> like, people die. There's some death it, happening. There's a lot of death happening, actually. Um, and in the words of the Joker, really, people will die. There's suspicion that it's murder in one case, but like it was staged as a suicide, like in their older lives. And then in the younger mm-hmm. lives, people are, you know, because they're out in the elements, like, you know, people are dying. There's like some sort of a rumor that they, you know, people assume that they like resorted to cannibalism and were like eating each other. But like, you don't see any of that. You don't know any of that to be true. Um but there's a lot of them do die. People that, you know, drop mm-hmm. off. But there are people that you have a question about, which is I'm thinking this season, like more of them may show up, you know, as yeah. adults, which would be awesome. Get more answers to what actually mm-hmm. happened, which is it's, good that they left very, you off with that, too. Like mm-hmm. at first, it's a little confusing because you're trying to follow like kind of what's going the younger version, the older version that put, put together who's who and everything. Um, but like I made my mom watch it last Christmas and she like we, there was like one episode left or something and she we watched all of them in a row and then she was like where's the last one i'm like it doesn't come out for two days she's like i can't wait <laughs> and I did it. And at first well you have like, to i can't handle this i don't know what's happening 
Um, and then she was <laughs> totally obsessed with it. So, I mean, and she's a tough sell. So if she likes it, I feel like it's it's very likely that almost everyone will like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the question is for you out there. Are you excited about Yellow Jackets Season 2 coming out March 26th? Leave us some comments and let us know. We, we got to move on. We got to keep this train moving. So we're going to talk about our next subject. And our next subject is Ted Lasso Season 3. Multiple seasons happening with all these different shows. But Ted Lasso is one of those shows where I'm really excited about it. I watched the first two seasons, and they were great. And I'm really pissed about Nate. And I think Me that little too. bitch needs to go down. And I hope that they take his ass down this next season. But uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. But Hunt, who plays Coach Beard, had a statement about where they're at and where the show's going, going into season three. We are writing an ending for this three-chunk portion that we have always seen, but it's not like Thanos is in it, and half of us die. <laughs> most of us. <laughs> anyway, uh, we will probably still be alive, so I don't think uh, leaving out anything is, uh, is anything to worry about. I'm sorry. It's just a matter of whether or not we pick this up in some other way, and when. Yeah, and the thing, too, that came out was when the cast signed the new deals with significant pay bumps ahead of production on season three, they included options for future seasons, even though they keep saying that this is the last season. So, you know, the fact that Coach Beard said that means, of course, that's how it works in this town. If it does really well, pull my arm, I'll come back to work, you know. So I feel like this will wrap this up. They made a three season arc that happens a lot of times. And wherever, however it ends, we'll see where they can go for the next season. I do love this show. And they put out a picture of Nate and, and Ted Lasso like face to face. And in the background is uh, is is her ex-husband. Who I, all I would think about is, is Niles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer when I see him. Uh, or Giles. G- Niles? Niles? No. Giles. 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 I knew I was close. I yeah, Giles. <laughs> That's what I know him as whenever I see him. Or Repo, the the uh, genetic opera, whatever. You ever saw that before? He's like stealing people's organs and singing. That's what I think of when I see him. But he's still a great actor. But anyways, season three. (laughs) So there's a lot to discuss in season three because now you're going into Nate's stab Ted Lasso in the back. He's going with Giles' team. And now it's going to be like head-to-head. And I feel like we have to have – I'm going to call him Giles. I'm going to call him. And I feel like we have to have maybe Ted Lasso bring him back to the light from the dark side. I don't know. We'll see. Sabrina, you saw this. They didn't give us much. They're saying it's coming out in the spring, so they're not giving us an official release date, but we know it's coming this year, which means they're probably wrapping up post-production. Filming's done. So are you excited by just just, just seeing a picture of it and hearing that it's coming soon? Does that make you excited about season three? And also the idea that there might be more. Um, I have been waiting for season three. It's been a really, really, really long time since season two ended, and um, I'm super bummed because it's one of my favorite shows of all time it is it's about a soccer team um by the way or like a coach who used to coach football going to england to coach hey, a soccer hey, team fo- football so football not, hey hey <laughs> well it's soccer in america and we live in america and we're in america right now so it's it's soccer um but a football an american football coach goes to coach football or soccer whatever um, and it's at first, I was like, there, I had zero interest in watching it. I was like, this seems so dumb. I, I don't like soccer in real life. Like, so I'm why I'm, and I love sports. I do not want to see the world cup. I don't give a crap about soccer. So I had zero interest in watching it. Brian actually kind of forced me to watch it. Um, and I I'm did. very glad that he did because it is literally one of my favorite shows of all time. It's amazing. Jason Sudeikis is amazing. Hannah Waddingham is amazing. Oh, she's um, so great. Juno Temple is amazing. Um, it's, it's just, it's really, really a great cast and, and they work so well together. The writing is great. It's just, it's, it's one, literally you, you, if you watch any show this year that you haven't watched, make it be Ted Lasso over Yellow Jackets. And that's actually very difficult for me to say. Ted Lasso is better than Yellow Jackets. Bam. Dropping that mic. (laughs) (laughs) Very close, but better. I mean, I've only seen bits and pieces of Yellow Jackets, so I mean, I automatically lean towards Ted Lasso. Just the heart and the soul of it and the idea of like Ted Lasso was such a kind-hearted human being. And he came at a time when we were coming off of COVID where people were like, let's just care about people a little bit more. That's a crazy concept. And that's what his character does. And it, it just really makes you smile a lot and makes you happy. Lynn, have you seen Ted Lasso? Are you a fan? And are you excited about season three coming soon? 
So I have not, which is so weird because, like I say, I binge a lot of TV and I have not watched that one either. And the this funny is thing the is, one Sabrina, right? This is what I hear though. Um, so two um, two of my friends we got together with, with for dinner the other night, and they were they said exactly what you just said to Sabrina. They were like. And then they're like, no, but you have to. It's like the most heartwarming thing ever. <laughs> but they do it so well. It's not even cheesy. It just feels so good. But it's like, oh. but um, like, man, I'm having a hard time getting over that hurdle because it's about sports. And um, I don't know if this is okay to say. I am not a big Asian Sudeikis fan, just in general. Uh, but, but, but apparently it's amazing. <laughs> so maybe I should give him another chance. I have do you have seen him I, dance? Yeah. Have you have seen, seen him dance him? on SNL? I've seen him do it on Always Sunny. He's like, <laughs> I, I can't even do it. But uh, it's, really, it's really good. But if you're not he a big fan of it. But... He leaps out from nowhere in a full-on tracksuit and does like 90s dance moves. Like the running man, the cat crash. <laughs> he, does, he does this type of thing a lot. Like and it, it's during that What Up With That sketch that, um, what's his name? What oh Up With That? Keenan Thompson. Uh, Keenan, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's the he's the singer. And then, you know, they have, everyone's like, ooh, baby, what up with that? So he jumps yeah. out. He's the best and part does of the, these dance moves. And it, it, that's, like, literally, that was my favorite thing that he's ever done until Ted Lasso. <laughs> like, honestly. I was, I was yeah. just, like, just watching him. And, and during COVID, he did it. He did a guest spot on it. It was, like, he was, like, it was obviously green screen. They were putting him over the thing. It was hilarious. I watched it 35 times. But but Lynn, if you, if you didn't like him and other stuff, I mean, he is kind of very similar in a lot of stuff that he does, especially coming from mm -hmm. SNL. He kind of mm -hmm. plays the same. You, you get what you get. You get him most of the time. Yeah. But this was actually like a sketch that he did on like a sports show. He just came on and played this character like eight years ago. And mm -hmm. then he then him and Beard wrote this show. And it's just it's the heart of it. And like he kind of has like a, a southern twang to him a little bit or something. Yeah. And um, yeah. And, and it's just like it's a different kind of character for him. It really is. It's not your typical Sudeikis. That's all I'm saying. So also, you just got to give him a chance. Got to give, give him a chance. It's, <laughs> it's a huge ensemble cast. It is. A, they are all equally amazing. Like all of them. Yeah. Even the guy that he was talking about, Nate, before he turned heel he was yeah. one of my favorite characters like they are all so good the women are strong the men are strong mm. all of the players are great like anyone that they choose to like delve into their character they're they're just they're great and and everyone like the boss hates him at first and he like he's killing her with kindness and it's i mean it's just it's it's literally amazing everyone has this like built relationship and you watch it happen. So you're invested in it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like every single person on the show, there's not one bad egg on that show. Honestly, it's the acting is superb. The casting, if I ever was producing something big, I would get whoever casted that show to come on board and cast my show. Cause it is like literally flawless. No, yeah, and and like, it. even like, you know, we were talking about Nate and you kind of got some spoilers in a way, if you've even seen the show, but Nate, like, he starts off as a towel boy. That's what it is. And and Sudeikis' character gives him a chance and like, really gives him his whole career. Then he stabs him in the back, pretty much. Yeah. So, like, the buildup for that <gasps> is, like, so brutal. That's why I said Nate needs to go. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Nate needs to go. And he's a great – I mean, he does a great job acting in it. Roy Kent is one of my favorite parts in the whole show. Oh, yes. Roy, and, and the guy who plays Roy Kent, he was a writer. And – and he was right on the show and he like randomly like recorded something auditioning for it and he sent it in. And uh, so it wasn't even like a favor. He just like sent out the rest of auditions and they loved it. They're like, okay, that'll do. That's they told him that'll do. And then they cast him and he's perfect. He is. He perfect. really is. He's, yeah. I, I can't believe I forgot about him. He is amazing. Yeah. Did he Roy write it for himself? He's like, here's a role for me. Like, I think that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little bit, I think. He's got this, like, gruesome, uh, 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 like, kind of attitude, and he's, uh, he mumbles a lot, and he says fuck a lot. So Tim Allen, but he swears? Like, what was that? Yes, he's swearing Tim <laughs> Allen. <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no, no. He's much more badass than Tim Allen. You'll Not never see all. Roy Kent being Santa Claus. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do, you're gonna be laughing your ass off because it's gonna look so uncomfortable, and he's gonna be pissed off and swearing at kids. Yeah, because he swears at a lot of kids during the show, and it's actually he awesome. Does. Swearing at it's kids amazing. is fun. I'm swearing sorry, it just is. is. <laughs> I agree. And it's hilarious. Why don't we swear at more children. 
I'm gonna go see my neighbors right know. now. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like, like a movement. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> Everybody, do one swear word to your kids tonight. Just do it. See what happens, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, thank you But anyways, <laughs> Ted Lasso, season three is coming, everybody, this spring. Are you excited about it? I bet you are if you're a fan. It's up for a lot of awards every awards season. I really hope this isn't the last season, but I know they're going to bring us some gold, and I hope more good stuff's going to come. Never say never in Hollywood because things change. That's all I'm saying. All right, we're going to move on. Can I ask an important question first? Oh, yeah. Lynn, get in there. What do you got? Is anyone murdered in Ted Lasso? Hmm. (laughs) That that should be, there should be a murder. We should tie this together. I'm trying to think. Mm, Someone dies. There's a funeral. But There is a funeral. Yeah, but it's not a murder. Yeah, there is a funeral, which is a great episode, actually. Not Not a murder. Yeah. Yeah, I'll make up a side plot in my head. Season three will be the first murder. Maybe season three, Nate gets murdered. Let's murder Nate. Yes. (gasps) Let's murder Nate. (laughs) And then everybody will be happy. Honestly, it'll be the best finale. People will be cheering. People will be happy. They'll be crying tears of joy. I'm saying it could be a good thing. Think about it, Showtime. Just think about it. I mean, Apple TV Plus. Apple TV TV Plus. (laughs) Think about it. Think about it. I got Showtime. I got Showtime on my mind. Think about it. That's all I'm saying. Lynn looks disappointed there were no murders. Yeah, she yeah. does look disappointed there were no murders. But you know what? Too. There can't be murders everywhere, but it is a kind of ongoing theme tonight. So there's no murders in our next subject, but someone could have been murdered if this didn't happen. So we're going to move on to our next subject, and we're going to talk about Nickelodeon animation for a second. So the animation studio is finally being recognized by the Animation Guild as part of IATSE. They're going to be bargaining. They're going to be working with them. So they've been kind of this non-union entity kind of floating, which I thought was kind of crazy. And like the Nickelodeon animation team are not covered under any kind of union. And that involves a lot of their production staff. And it just hasn't happened. So they finally said, well, enough is enough. And we need some change. And they came forward and they put it out there and change everybody. Change is coming. And here's what's happening right now. Nickelodeon Animation Studios has agreed to voluntarily recognize the Animation Guild, IATSE Local 839. As the bargaining representative for its production workers, last month, a majority of the 177 production workers there voted to unionize and to seek voluntary recognition. The Guild and the studio now will be met at the bargaining table to negotiate a contract. Those covered by a new deal will include production managers, production coordinators, post-production assistants, and asset production coordinators. The Guild already has a collective bargaining agreement with Nickelodeon that covers more than 400 artists, including CG technicians, storyboard artists, character designers, and writers. Yeah, so this is actually a pretty big thing for this animation team because a lot of them haven't been covered for a long time. And IATSE is one of the biggest crew unions out here. So the fact they're able to join that actually is a huge bargaining chip for them. Now, now IATSE just actually finished their contract up over in the fall. So that's done. But hopefully now they can work with IATSE and they have their own local union number. They can actually get, you know, get themselves covered and can taken care of. Because a lot of these people are working for, you know, they're on these weird contracts. that put them on there for 12 to 14 hours a day. And they don't get actual, like, overtime until after that. And these productions end earlier. And animation is different. It's a different world. And I'm just surprised they weren't included originally. Especially in a place called Nickelodeon. You think they'd be covered. You think <laughs> they'd cover their staff. Everybody else is covered. Why are these people not covered? And I think this was a no-brainer for IATSE. And for actual Nickelodeon when it was finally up, finally they're like, hey, maybe you should do this. Oh, yeah, we should probably do this. It makes sense. So this is, I mean, it's a big win for them. I'm happy they put it out there and they were like, we got to change this. Change is coming. So the next round of negotiations here, hopefully they get better wages. Hopefully it helps them get, take care of their lives better because everything is going up in this town. And unfortunately, the producers don't want to pay more. And you have to because everything's more expensive. And if you want to live and work in Los Angeles and all these people work in Burbank at the animation studios is not too far from here. You have to be paid right and you have to be covered. You have to be covered by a union. So this is a big win for them. Uh, Sabrina, you hear about this. Are you surprised this happened? Um, Not surprised. Uh, I think that it, you know, it needed to happen. And I'm glad that it did without much resistance. Um, But there was like, you know, I remember when this started, um, it, it was wasn't, I know that they, they voluntarily did it, but it, it wasn't an immediate thing, you know, 
they've been trying to get this done for a while. And a lot of the animators who are working all these hours and stuff were not getting comments. Like, you know, people were getting money from their parents to like pay their rent. Like they yeah, were they're that not was a big being thing. properly compensated and stuff and or getting benefits and all that. So I feel like it absolutely had to happen. And I'm really glad that Nickelodeon didn't put up a fight. Yeah, and that's a big thing. I remember when that article came out in November, that was a big thing they were saying is that most of these animators yeah. were paying like getting paid minimum wage. And it was the point where they couldn't pay the rent. And they were having, I mean, they're working these long hours animating all these shows and they have to contact their parents be like, mom and dad, please send money. You know, and it's like one of those things, you have a full-time job working for Nickelodeon. You shouldn't have to do that. It just doesn't make any sense to me. When you hear this, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, I, I'm guessing you're probably excited about this, right? Do you think this is surprising oh, or do you think this is, you think this is like something that should have been happening a long time ago? Ty oh. thinks it's surprising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, right? Totally Nickelodeon's kind of cheap, guys. Oh, yeah. But it should have happened. It's definitely one of those things that should have happened a long time ago. Um, and I was really happy to hear this today in particular because I've been starting to get worried because there was, there was a great kind of push during COVID and post-COVID of this like workers' rights um, across multiple companies. And like I, in the news lately, I feel like, all right, maybe that's starting to go downhill. Like, do, are we still like standing together to like have, you know, appropriate conditions and workable, livable conditions, right? Where yeah. we have uh, the ability to take care of ourselves, right? Um, and so hearing this was like, oh, yay, okay, it hasn't, the movement hasn't died yet and hopefully it just gets stronger. And um, 100% with what you said about about living in Hollywood. I mean, like they're, 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 the ones, they're making the money for Nickelodeon. Like it should be like, you know, like they should be like the highest paid animators, you know, you would think, right? Like this is like, you would think so. It's a huge draw. Like so many people watch Nickelodeon cartoons, well, children and, and bored adults or stoned adults. And, you know, so there's a lot of <laughs> good points. <laughs> <laughs> stoned adults for sure. Watching these. <laughs> Let's not pretend. Um, so, um, you know, about to insult people in nursing homes, but all right. Okay. So <laughs> 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 not going to do that. Anything happens workers. on cruise control. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that I think that's 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 awesome. Um, and very glad to hear that Nickelodeon wasn't going to fight back against it. So yeah, it's about time. And I'm I'm kind of surprised there wasn't more like throw like throwback to this because Nickelodeon. I've worked for them for years. Usually, the people that work for Nickelodeon are amazing. But the higher ups, some they have some reason they they're just cheap, and and they get all these special back end deals from SAG-AFTRA, where like they can do new like rates, or, or all of a sudden the main actors aren't getting residuals because they're the main actors, but but the guest stars do, but the main cast don't who are working the most, what? which is weird. And then after three seasons, they cancel shows. Disney does it, Nickelodeon does it, because after three seasons they go into new contracts where it's like full wages for the crew too and for the cast, and so they cancel the show. And then they make, you know, either they'll do a spinoff and then it's a whole new show back to season one or they just start over again. And they use it like, oh, the kids are growing up and stuff. It's very unfortunate that it happens, but it does happen. Shots are fired. Um, but I'm just saying I'm happy Nickelodeon didn't fight this and they're letting these people be taken care of because it's just sad to hear this, that these people weren't able to pay their bills when you're working for a big company. Like, Nick, 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 hey. You know, it's not right. Anyways, there's so much to talk about tonight. And I really, I mean, this is great. I just want everybody to know this happened. It's great for them. Excited for them. We have to move on, though, because there's two big things I want to talk about tonight. And we're going into our first thing, which was originally going to be our, our, our you know, featured story. But something bigger happened. But I saw this and I was like, I knew this was coming. Yeah, everybody. The Michael Jackson biopic is coming. Yeah. <laughs> He's coming, Michael, you know, so Michael Jackson biopic is coming. It's going to be starting shooting this year, like later this year, the director actually is finishing up a project Then he's going to move on and start doing this. They're going to be casting Michael very soon. It's going to cover all aspects of his career. And this is kind of what they're saying. This is kind of a little bit of a breakdown about the whole process of the movie coming named Michael. Antoine <laughs> Fuqua. Is that yeah, correct? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Anton Fuqua, yeah. thank you, is set to direct Michael, a Lionsgate <laughs> drama telling the complex life story of the iconic singer Michael Jackson. A script is in by John Logan, and the film will be produced by Graham King, 
who turned the Freddie Mercury Queen story into the blockbuster Oscar Best Picture nominated Bohemian Rhapsody. GK Films will produce alongside the co-executors of Jackson's Estate, John Bianca and John McLean. Oh, sorry, John Branca, excuse me. Production will begin later this year, and we've heard that Fuqua will draft his Emancipation and Equalizer 3 cinematography, Robert Richardson, to be by his side. <laughs> Shimon, it's coming. So, <laughs> so yeah. Shimon. <laughs> Shalinge is really what you need to say right now. Shalinge. So you got, it sounds like the best equation for this. You have the team that made Bohemian Rhapsody, right? You've got the director to <laughs> Emancipation, which has been getting nominated. And everyone's talking about saying it's like a really great movie. And then you have Michael Jackson. But the question really I have to ask both of you is, and I, I think you're both probably thinking this too. Who plays Michael Jackson? Like, who can embody Michael Jackson? Like, really? When I think about people that maybe can sing like Michael Jackson, I think of The Weeknd. Like, he kind of sounds like MJ. But can The Weeknd act? Does he look like Michael Jackson? No. I mean, The Weeknd would Jackson have to go on a serious master cleanse and lose, like, 35 pounds if he wanted to play Michael Jackson. Yeah, and, and they're saying they're going to have, like, they're going to cover everything from his career. There's no holding back here. So I'm guessing you're going to have to have when he first started and how he transitioned to the King of Pop and all the different, you know, things that happened to his body and how he changed physically. That's a lot. And then the voice and the, and the attitude and the energy to embody Michael Jackson is pretty freaking hard. I think Austin Butler did a great job as, as, as Elvis, but Elvis is not Michael Jackson. Not at all. Like, I don't even know. It's, that's, my, that's my biggest fear about this. How do you have, how do you cast Michael Jackson? Lynn, you hear about this. Can you even fathom casting Michael Jackson? Is, is there anybody on the top of your head you think that could play Michael Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I mean, it's a really, that's a really hard question. Um, it's what, what I think is challenging about it is, um, like, okay, first of all, like being able to, okay, they're going to find someone who's going to be able to pull this off, right? Um, without it coming across as like mocking, like in the, you know, but being, being able yeah. to do the Michael voice without sounding like you're like, like me, you know, doing it, do, right? <laughs> so it's not going to be you. <laughs> um, so I think that's definitely going to be challenging. And like, I feel like it would be so intimidating. Like you said, like compared to like Elvis, like, okay, Elvis is, you know, you know, I don't. I was. I wasn't probably alive during. What's his name? Did you say Austin? I forget what his name is. Yeah, Austin Alvin. Butler. Yeah. Austin yeah. Butler. <laughs> okay, Austin yeah. Butler. Um, you know, during his lifetime, whereas you've got a lot of people now, like who, like you know, have grown up with Michael Jackson. Like they watched him go through those, um, phys like you said, the physical changes, the mental changes. Like, I, I don't. I can't even. Like maybe. Um, what's his face from? Um, oh my God, what is that show? Mister Robot. Oh, no, he oh, did Freddie Mercury, didn't he? He no. did Freddie Mercury, yeah, <laughs> Remy Malik, yeah. I don't know if he can play both, but he's, you know, he's good and he's very different and he's very unique in his acting style. So I could, when he played Freddie Mercury, he killed it. But I, don't, I, just, I just don't know, like, to sing like Michael. I mean, then there's also the idea of, of actually just doing a, a backup track and having him lip sing all the Michael stuff. Maybe they'll do something like that. Mm -hmm. I, but, but also, it's just so much better when the person actually sings it. It just is like the emotions and the energy and the feeling and the soul. Like there's a lot more that goes into it than just lip singing. You know, I, I just don't know. Sabrina, do you know anybody off the top of your head? Do you think that could play Michael Jackson? And are you excited about this? Um, I, no, Long I pause. don't Not know sure. anyone <laughs> off the top of my head. Like I, it's, 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 it's extremely difficult because you have to have his characteristics, his voice, you have to be able to dance. There's no way he's not going to ever be on stage. Like you have to know how to moonwalk and do all of his crotch grabbing and he's and who's and ha's. You know what I mean? Like you can't track that. You know what I mean? So like that person would have to at least do that part if they weren't going to sing. And I believe the 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 Whitney. I want to dance with somebody. They used Whitney Houston's voice. And uh, right here, I hope it's not as bad as the Whitney biopic. I know now, people hated it. When, I never saw it. Like I just feel like. Um, you, like you said, it's much better if the person is actually performing. Um, but yeah. you know, also as Lynn said, like you have to, if you're going to cover him, like, first of all, he looks like a completely different person when he was a young man than to when, when he passed away, 
You know, like Michelle Yeoh could play him in his later in her later in the later years, but like in the younger in the younger years. I believe in her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like or Meryl Streep, get her in there. It's Great, hard, Meryl Streep, to be able to. I mean, it's a lot. I'm just saying, it's a lot. It's a lot. And yeah. uh, um, he is, he's just. It's it's going to be really difficult. But uh, that being said, like. Watching um, Val Kilmer play Jim Morrison, mm, like mm-hmm. I would never have been like, oh, Val Kilmer is the one to play Jim Morrison, and yeah. he did a spectacular job. Mm-hmm. Remy Malik playing Freddie Mercury, never in a million years. If someone told me that Remy Malik was going to play play Freddie Mercury, I Robot, I'd be like, yeah, that's going to suck. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. I, they that's what they do. They'll hopefully they'll find, you know, the right person. Like honestly, that's it's, the it's job of an really, actor. Really hard, but you know, yeah, exactly. I I have faith that there is someone out there. That can do it. And like Ty said in the comments, maybe maybe there's an impersonator. And 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 maybe they just need to go with someone just like we're saying, an unknown, do an open casting, you know, like actually reach out to some new talent and give them an opportunity to shine. That's almost Mm -hmm. the best way because you know, you put a face on a lot of these actors, like you see them and you see them for who they are. We talked about that yesterday about Leonardo DiCaprio, like you see Leo in something and you see Leo a lot of times, you know. It's like that's why people don't want to cast some big names. So that's what I'm saying. So I, I do like DiCaprio, but it's true, but it's Leo, you know, it's Leo. So it's hard to put him into a spot, an iconic role like Michael Jackson. So I just don't know like who they'd find in the Hollywood kind of circle besides just casting someone new. Uh, looks change with, uh, with all the plastic surgery. And that's true, GR, like all, whatever, you know, everything he went through, like physically, it's a lot. And so they'll probably use a lot of prosthetics. They'll probably do a lot of stuff like that. I just don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Crotch grabbing. There's a lot of crotch grabbing, and it. it'll be a, it'll be a lot. And then to see Neverland Ranch. Hopefully, they go and shoot at Neverland Ranch. That'd be great because that place needs a little bit of gentrification. It's kind of gone downhill, um, and it's falling apart, and that's very unfortunate. So hopefully, they're able to find somebody to embody him. Hopefully, it's good. They got the right people behind it. It sounds like they got everything lined up. I'm guessing there's gonna be a big cattle call for it. They have to have. Wait, I'm sorry. Was, Terrence Howard played. Uh, Wait, Terrence Howard played who? Jackie John, Jackie, uh, Jackie Jackson? Jackson. Yeah. I can't see. Yeah. I can't see Terrence Howard playing Freddie Jackson. I don't even know. Ter- Terrence Howard's Terrence a piece Howard. of work. That's all I can say. Yeah, well, piece of work. Is, Hence why I got fired I by Marvel. Him. Goodbye. Yeah. Mm. I used to. I used to like him. It's a shame. I yeah. I used to too. But you know, whatever. Personal stuff aside. Chris Brown I think dances like MJ, and Weekend sounds like him. So maybe we can uh, somehow <laughs> use them as. Just can they just have a child? <laughs> How about they just have a child? We wait a few years. I'm gonna put them in a lab, genetically modify them, and then make them into something, and then you know, bam, we have Michael Jackson. Test tube baby. <laughs> There's I mean, only one Michael Jackson, y'all. You're I never know. gonna get another Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was. I'm interested to see what happens with it. It's fascinating. I I knew this was coming eventually. I just saw that it didn't happen for a long time because like this is the biggest issue. Who plays MJ? So we'll see. Hopefully they find somebody good, and hopefully I think they should give a young person a talent a chance uh, to actually shine and 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 make their own MJ and not be a name that we know and love because. It'll just be easier, I think, for people to put aside that whole thing, that whole idea of, like, who can play Michael Jackson. You have something you don't know. you never seen before. Okay, they're Michael Jackson. Austin Butler was kind of like that, too, because he did some Nickelodeon stuff back in the day. No, 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 not, not Nick. Getting robbed. But um, he did a lot of that back in the day. And then he – but, I mean, what's that? You know, it was not everybody saw that. And he did a great job being – Elvis. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. What's everybody think out there? We got to move on to our featured story because we're getting pretty late into our program. So this is our featured story of the night. All right. It's time for some more murder talk. That's right. Murder talk. And I shouldn't joke about this because this is kind of a pretty sensitive thing. Yeah, this is a real one. This is a real one. Um, And it's one of those things where, you know, we talked about it before, you know, gun safety is massive on set. Like you have to be very safe with these rifles. And like I worked on Westworld and in Westworld, our armor was, he was great. They had rubber guns when you're doing rehearsals all the time, never any live guns. 
never any live ammunition. There's never anything where it's a real gun being on set. And even the guns they had, there were blanks. There was big safety meetings. That shit's not happening until those cameras are rolling. The fact that this happened on set is very unfortunate that they lost their DP. It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But anyways, so gun safety, it's huge on set. So this came out now. They've been going back and forth. What's going to happen? What's going to be the verdict? Well, we got our verdict, or at least the start of it. So this came out from Deadline today. Baldwin and Rust Armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed each faced two charges of involuntary manslaughter in the incident that occurred on the Indy Western New Mexico set in October of 2021. One charge is fourth-degree felony with sentencing of up to 18 months in jail and a $5,000 fine. The second charge, which is formerly an involuntary manslaughter in the Commission of a Lawful Act charge, is also a fourth-degree felony punishable, punishable by 18 months in jail and up to $5,000 fine. However, the second charge additionally carries a firearm enhancement. That gives the offense punishing mandatory five years behind bars if Baldwin and Gutierrez-Reed are found guilty. Yeah, so that's what they're putting out there right now. And then the actual prosecutor said, if any one of these three people, either Alec Baldwin, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, or David Halls had done their job, she would still be alive today. It's that simple. And then SAG-AFTRA came out and said that the death of the DP is a tragedy and all the more so because of its, its nature. And it is a failure of duty of a criminal act on the part of anyone. Well, I'm sorry, there was this comment. And it is not, it's not a failure of duty or a criminal act on any part of any performer. And they were standing up for Alec Baldwin saying Alec Baldwin should not be charged for this because he was a performer and the performer should not be charged as a criminal act. It should be the ADs. It should be the armorer. It should not. It should be the props. It should not be him. Now, here's my one little thing I'll say about that, though, is he was an executive producer. And then they were they, when Seg made this comment. They said, well, it's the producers that are in charge. Well, he's a producer. So that makes a whole different curveball. Now, now, you know, producers do different things on jobs. Sometimes they're a producer in name only, and that happens to a lot of these actors. But also, they still bear the responsibility, and I think that's why they're getting hit with this. And of course, there's been in the past things have happened with guns, and they've nothing's really happened from it. So I think they're just kind of raining down on him. And I didn't really think this was going to happen. I didn't think he was going to be charged. I, I thought this would be brushed away. He had that whole lawsuit with the actual husband. They worked it out. Now the husband's an EP on the movie. Very interesting. Okay. So the, the husband's an EP in the movie after his wife died on it. And Alec Baldwin could face up to five years in jail. I don't know if he'll get that. I don't know if he'll get that far. Alec Baldwin says, I'm fighting it. And this will not stand. Whew, it's a lot to unload. And I know we joke a lot in this show, but this is one of those things that this shit shouldn't happen. And every time something like this happens, it's because people are either rushing or they're not taking the safety precautions they should be. And that's not right. And this happens on low-budget stuff. This was a low-budget low movie, you know. I mean, it's still millions of dollars, but it's not $200 million. It's not, it's not endgame, you know. It was under 10. So, I mean, it's a different kind of thing. But you still have to take precautions. You still have to be safe. You still have to rehearse with a rubber gun. And there's a lot of people I think failed on this set. But at the end of the day, Alec Baldwin might have to suffer for it. Uh, Sabrina, you hear this. What do you think about the situation? And do you think that this is right that Alec Baldwin might go down with the ship? Um, I mean, it's the only the only thing is that he had bears some responsibility. Is you know he is a producer. Um, that being said, a lot of actors are producers and they're not making these types of decisions. Like he didn't hire the armorer or he didn't, you know what I mean? Like he's an actor. You, you, you tag yourself as a producer and you make more money. Like it's, it's not, there's other people producing it as well. And so for none of them to be brought up on charges and for him to be brought up on charges is very interesting and doesn't really make that much sense to me, honestly, as an actor, you're handed a gun Usually, I mean, I don't know, for rehearsals, I think it's very strange that they had a, a gun, period. Like, usually it's a rubber yeah. gun, you know, like a dummy, like when you're doing rehearsals. It doesn't, it, I've, I've never seen anyone rehearse with, with an actual weapon. And even the actual weapons, like Brian said before, they have blanks in them. Um, so I do know that prop guns that do have blanks in them do have to be fired. 
And I know that in New Mexico, there were like that was something that they did for fun. They were like out there in the middle of nowhere. They went out and shotgun. So maybe they went to go shoot it and make sure because you have to make sure the mechanisms work and they don't get messed mm -hmm. up. And like so they fire properly. So, you know, maybe that happened and someone left the bullet in the chamber somehow. I don't know. But as an actor, you are given a prop and you are told how to, you know, what to do. There's no way any actor is ever going to flip the chamber and check and see if there's bullets inside. Like, that's just not something that happens, you know? So it's, I, I, it's, it's a slippery slope. I don't, I really, it's, it's not, you're handed a prop. You do what you're supposed to do. The person who handed him the prop, the armorer or the prop person, yeah. the AD, like, I mean, there are uh, many other people who I believe should be charged as opposed to the actor. You know what I mean? I did, and the armorer producer, should have. They're not charging any other producers, so I, I don't get it. Yeah, the armorer should be always, they should open up the, the chamber, show you there's nothing in it, close it back up. And then up, hand it to you. Show, yeah, but usually they show multiple people. It's not even just the actor. They'll show, they like, show the, the AD. They show the whole set. They show the whole set. They lift it up, you know. It. Yeah, they lift it up like they're Bruce Campbell from Army of Darkness, you know? This is my boomstick. Dude, that's what they do. I mean, the fact that she didn't do this, I'm just it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Lynn, it's you insane. hear this. Lynn, you hear this? What what's your what's your take on this? You've worked in the entertainment industry before, you've been, you yeah. know, been on set. Uh, and you hear this, do you think that someone was just being irresponsible? Do you think that Alec Baldwin should should pay for this? So, um, I uh, agree with what you guys are saying and yet like my understanding of the situation is that um like as an actor you were instructed i don't know if anybody did this with alec baldwin i would think at some point maybe in his career but I, you know somebody should have told him on this particular set that you're not supposed to aim the gun at somebody right unless it's actually like in the scene and you are not supposed to pull the trigger and it sounds like there's some debate on that but the forensics actually say like no it would have had you know the trigger would have to be pulled but we'll see see how that goes at trial um but um so there might be just some culpability in that like if you know it's, it's just like any job if you don't follow the safety guidelines if you you know work at the the grocery store and you you know see a spill on the ground and you don't put the little caution sign out like do you bear some or does your company i guess bear some responsibility for that person who does slip and fall even though you're not the one who caused the spill at the same time like 18 months to five years, you know, when he was like, some, the person who put the bullets in the gun and wasn't checking, I mean, like, it, it should primarily be on them. Like, if anything, it's like a, I don't know, six month probation thing for, for Alec Baldwin, you know, um, some kind of just like a, a, a warning thing, right? I think the civil suit makes way more way more sense and in terms of like a, an appropriate resolution because you guys are right like even though like technically it was something that you know he was he should have at least been instructed to to do at the same time there is that trust on set that if somebody is handing you a prop that you are you know to to use it right so yeah i think it's um a little bit complicated but i don't think 18 to to five years and and i hear the the um I feel like the, somebody who was way more responsible pled out and got six months. And yeah, like, yeah. On the other two, which is just like, that's ridiculous. You're the one who handled the actual gun. Yeah. No, and, I think that was the AD. Too, oh, the AD. AD. Yeah. yeah, that was the AD. Yeah. And there was a mm -hmm. comment too. They were asking how much responsibility does the producer have in hiring the prop master or their armorer? Well, normally he's an executive producer. So normally what they do is they hire a UPM, the unit production manager. And that's the person who kind of reaches out to department heads and hires people. They're the money person. They're the kind of people that schedule everything. So an executive producer might have a UPM they love and they use them. Or, you know, even him as an executive producer, again, he could just be, he signed onto the movie and he said, okay, I'll do this movie for X amount of money. It'll be lower than my normal rate. But what I want is a producer credit. And I also want points in the back end, which is a point of percentages of how much profits that get so if they make a movie makes so much they get like he maybe wants 10 points off of profits you know so that's how that kind of works so that might have been in his contract he might have had no i mean we don't know about that yet that'll probably come out in the trial he might have had no say on anything besides he's just getting money on the back end and that's it and a producer has a title and that's it and that happens a lot most time producers aren't the people hiring everybody else they hire one person and that person hires, but you know, it's just how it works. It's a trickle down effect. It's trickle down e economics, everybody. That's what it is. <laughs> but, but no, that's the thing. So, so for him, maybe he had no say in it. Maybe he did. Maybe he was, some producers are so hands-on they hire everybody 
And that's what it is. It becomes a family. I worked on, uh, I worked with Christopher Nolan before. Nolan would hire everybody. He had his people. He loved them. He talked to everybody. They were all his people, you know? So that was a little different. I don't think this was the case with Alec Baldwin, but there's, I think the big thing that came out, you know, today was that pulling the trigger was the big thing that I think they charged him because he said he didn't pull the trigger and forensic said, no, he pulled the trigger. So now it's perjury. You lied, you know? And it, once somebody lies one time, it opens this whole thing to be like, what else did they lie about? What else did they know about that they didn't say? And that's the problem with, with in the court of law. It's like if you lie about one thing, and of course, maybe in the moment he doesn't realize he did it, that happens. You're you're acting, you're in it, you're doing it. You don't even know what happened in that time, you know, because there's so many. And then, and then tragedy happens on top of that. You have no idea what happened. So that I could give him that leniency. But if he knows he pulled it, he should have said he pulled the trigger. But this is, again – it's one of those things that I think the law doesn't really know how it works on set a lot of times. And they just say, okay, this person's dead. You're the person that's supposed to be in charge, even if it's on paper. And it might not just be on paper. But even if it's just on paper, you're still the person that has that bears responsibility. So you're the person that's going to pay. And he's also a big figure. So again, right away, it's like, we'll hit Alec Baldwin. And then we'll, you know, hopefully this will stop it because it'll be taking someone down. And not that I'm a big Alec Baldwin fan. I don't love this man all like for the world over. I think he's all right. You know, I think he has some funny roles. I'm not like a huge person that's like, fuck yeah, Alec Baldwin. You know, if I saw him in the street, I'd probably walk right by him, you know. But the thing is, you're the producer. End of the day, the buck stops at you. And unfortunately, it might cause him his career and it might cause him his freedom. And that's tough. So. I don't, you know, he's going to have the best lawyers. We talked about this before. You know, we were talking about the other day about someone who who barely got off. I can't remember what it was, but that that happens with money. You put that money in that blender, yeah. and you get off. <laughs> that was back to that South Park reference. Don't, nobody needs to know about that. So, anyways, <laughs> the thing is, we'll see what happens with this. It's just taking it to trial. He's gonna fight it. SAG has his back because they're always gonna have performers back. But again, this is what happens where there's this blurry line between producer and performer, which happens more and more the higher you get up there because you want to make money on the back end. So now you're a producer, but you're also an actor. And like, where does this lead? Uh, let me do this before we wrap it up today. I just want to say this. Uh, I want to ask one more question. So Lynn, do you think that there's a future where we're going to see Alec Baldwin in jail? Oh, I doubt <laughs> it. I mean, I... I'm, this is all noise. Yeah, I think I, I think it is. Like, I can't imagine that. What county is it even in New Mexico? You know, because this yeah. was out. You know. Out, yeah, out of, yeah. I just can't imagine that. Right. And there's but, a lot of jurisdictions that say doesn't even hold anybody holds in New Mexico. You know. Right. So I mean, I can't imagine their county prosecutors can be able to stand up to Alec Baldwin's lawyers on something that, like, you know, just. It, 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 I feel like intuitively you're like, no, you know, no, it's, it's, does he deserve that? Like, I don't, I don't really think so. Not in this case. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I just don't, I don't know if I believe it. Sabrina, you hear this. Do you think, is there, is there a world, is there a multiversal world where Alec Baldwin's in jail? Um, uh, piggybacking off Ty's comment here. I, I believe that if anyone is going to go to jail for this, it's going to be the armor. I don't mm -hmm. think that he is going to go to I think he has a very strong case to not go to jail for it. And <clears throat> I, I don't like when you are shooting that gun in the scene and you're filming it, you need to pull the trigger. Or the blanks won't come out. So I don't I don't really understand. Like it's it's not supposed to it was supposed to not be loaded at all. And then they load the blanks yeah. in it. So like I don't I mean, I don't really see. And plus, like you said, Brian, like you're holding the gun like you would hold the gun. So your finger is on the trigger. So like you could have just turned, you know, it's you. He could have accidentally hit it and not realized that he hit it, and that's why he said he didn't pull it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like I don't. Very I easily. think he has a really strong case. I don't. I mean, maybe he might have to pay a fine or something. Um, but I, I think it like like Ty. Oh, said, he's gonna like, get fined. Many, like many people said, jukebox said. Um, you know, this random person in purple said. Um, it's the <laughs> random <person> purple. <laughs> who is handling the gun? Like it's that is your job. Mm -hmm. Ty said before yeah. you have you have one job. Literally, your that's job. your one job to make sure that, that yeah. all the gun handling is safe and you fucked up. So she mm -hmm. should be in jail. And I mean, mm -hmm. Alec Baldwin may bear some consequence, but I don't I don't think he's going to be in jail for it. And it's, that's also it. very unfortunate, too, because his armor, it's like she's non-union and she, this is like her first thing and she's got an opportunity and she Yeah, well, she this is not the job up. for you because obviously right. it's not. It's not the job yeah. for her. And, and it's, it may and take, it's just, you know, some time in jail to figure that out, unfortunately. 
But there's going to be a lot that's going to come out in this trial, too. And I, we'll definitely cover it when it comes up. But there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out, especially because they were saying that people were fighting are, are firing live live guns during lunch. People were, you know, there were yeah. there were bullet shells everywhere on set, which shouldn't be. I mean, the blanks you'll see, they miss those a lot of times. They don't pick them up. So some of that could be exaggerated. But there's going to be a lot that's going to come out that we're not hearing right now. The fact they're moving forward with this, it surprises me, but it makes me wonder what else they're going to say when it comes to trial. We'll see. Only time will tell. Alec Baldwin, we'll see what happens with you. Thank you for joining us here on our murder episode of Cruise Control. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been fun. And I just don't, it just leave on a heavy note like that. It's just, it's just tough because it shouldn't happen in Hollywood. And these things unfortunately happen. And it's, it's just, it's sad. So hopefully it doesn't reflect. Hopefully it doesn't go away from having actual rifles on set and the blanks because there's there's a little bit of reality that's great with that you don't get from CG. And if you've been on set and you've actually fired those guns or been around them, it's a different feeling. And for me, I would miss it if it goes away, but it, it might. It might go away now. Anyways, we got to go, everybody. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for joining us on Cruise Control for our 11th episode. Sabrina, thank you for being here. Appreciate it as always. Uh, Lynn, thank you for being here for the very first time. Thanks for having Control. me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for taking time out of your day. It means a lot to us. We'll hope to have you back again soon. Love having you here. It's great to see you. It's been so great long. To see you. I know. <laughs> no more. Those days are done. That's in the past. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for coming. Please like, 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 subscribe to our YouTube. It means a lot. You have no idea what it does. If you're watching on Facebook, go to YouTube, subscribe. We're at 75 subscribers now. We will get to 100 by the end of the month. We'll have a celebration. It'll be amazing. There'll be balloons and cake <laughs> and animals, I think. I don't know. Maybe some dogs. I don't know. It'll be fun. <laughs> Join our Patreon if you can. And thank you again for being here on Cruise Control. It means the world to us. Have a great night, and we'll see you tomorrow. Take care. See ya.